All right, hello, Cougar sports fans, and welcome to episode three of Coach's Corner. I have the distinct pleasure of welcoming to the podcast Isaiah Coleman and Coach Ike John Isaacson. So I'm so glad you guys are here at the pub with us for episode three. How are you guys doing today? Hey, doing well, doing well. Uh, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Um, Jeremy, Lee, you guys are doing something big here, man. So thanks for having me. Also excited to be here, guys. Um, just got done with practice, so figured what's a better way to do it than come over and talk about practice, talk about Canon and all the things that we like about it as well. Get to know some new people. Awesome. Hey, cooling awesome. off at the pub, man. Cooling <laughs> off the pub. Got some apps on the way taking care of us tonight. Awesome. I was just about to introduce my wingman, Jeremy Madsen, yeah. here with us. Plug in the pub as always. They, yeah, like you said, some nachos and some calamari on the way. Right, yeah. Good choice. So it's it's going to be good. So um, buckle up, everybody. We uh, we have the distinct pleasure, like I said, of um, welcoming our assistant athletic director and um, our varsity cross-country coach. He's kind of filling in for Paul Borowitz, who's on baby assignment right now. Um, but Coach Ike is, is doing a great job at the helm. Um, so, Coach Ike, I'm actually going to start with you. So, talk to us. We're two weeks into the season, or actually, you guys are like a month into the season, but you're two meets into the season, really. Talk to us about how your guys are doing out there on the trail. Um, I think so far, um, yeah, with these two meets, we've seen a lot of great things that are just like really good signs to see early on in the season. Uh, I know it's uh, there's a long season ahead of us, and I think the main thing is uh, we try to focus on try not to just get burned out right away, try to focus on the longer goals here, but we've got some kids setting amazing new times, especially some freshmen that I had the privilege of coaching back in middle school, kind of make this adjustment up to the varsity program and seeing their careers kind of take off as well. Uh, so I'd say for the most part, we are running very, very strong right now. Uh, obviously, the things we want to do, just make sure we stay healthy all the way up to championship season. So I got to ask, and Jeremy, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. It is hot outside at three o'clock. Like, I don't even want to walk to my car. How do you get these kids to get excited about going outside and running? Like, I, it's miserable out there. Yeah, so uh, initially when we were kind of doing our captain's practice, uh, around the beginning of August, we were doing morning practices, which were at seven o'clock, which it does, it's very convenient. You can get out of the heat, you can actually run, you're not feeling like you're getting suffocated in all this like humidity. But uh, now with school back in session and we're kind of back at our normal practice times, yes, we do agree it is, it is very hot. So we, we basically say, do all the common sense things, put on sunscreen, drink water throughout the day. If we're doing a free run, run in the shade you know we're, we're trying to take all these preventative actions to make sure that our kids stay healthy and as well as you know you know can still enjoy the sport uh we did have a meet on last tuesday and it was a whopping 90 degrees and i was even feeling it and i wasn't even running around doing anything all right so isaiah we have we're really excited to kind of have a member of our athletics department our administra athletics administration here um, because I think that you get the opportunity to just talk to us as a helicopter, like, because you get to see everything. And I think, um, you know, I've never sat in your chair before, but it's so interesting to me that, you know, you have summer, 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 where, you know, I'm sure you're doing a lot of planning and a lot of getting ready. And then, boom, here comes the fall, which is, you know, just a huge season. And we got this little sport by the, you know, called football that's kind of, um, you know, a, a beast of its own. But you've got, you know, something like 16, 17 teams to get ready. So how is this fall starting for all of our teams? How are people doing? How are people kind of coming out of the gate? Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, <clears throat> this fall has been amazing so far. Um, this being my first fall, getting a chance to kind of see how things are running, uh, the kickoff to the year, the kickoff to the seasons. I would say, you know, the energy is really high right now. Um, our, you know, like you said, our football team coming off a state championship win last year, um, you know, high expectations. They got a target on their back right now. A lot of teams are gunning for them. We got a big game tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. against Ravenscroft. So I know those guys are getting ready. I just left, you know, leaving Canada just now. They just got finished up with practice. Um, but but a lot of things are going. Our, our soccer team, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting hard. You know, they're, they're fighting an uphill battle right now, working through some things. But but everybody has good energy. That's one thing that, I, that, that attracted me to Cannon, um, you know, coming here just a couple months ago was just the energy, the people, the winning, the, the, the culture, um, you know, from this bird's eye view, it's really cool to kind of get a chance to know these folks from this area, from from Concord, from Charlotte, um, and just kind of see how things are, just just kind of see how things are working down here in the South. You know, I'm a Jersey guy, uh, working at a middle school, so I get to come down here and get to just see, you know, this high school and 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 just you know see the feel of it all and and uh, just continuing to learn. So it's been great. So you bring up a word right out of the gate that we talk about a lot here on the program, and that's the word culture and. I'd love to know, I've been here for 22 years and kind of been settling into this culture and it's evolved obviously over a couple of decades. But as you stepped in from New Jersey and you're all of a sudden in the land of the South and you know the independent schools of North Carolina, what what strikes you about the culture that you're witnessing and you're, you're, you're seeing down here? What I'm noticing the most about our culture right now is our buy-in from our coaches and from our players. Um, I haven't seen a place like this where where the coaches take their job so seriously, where uh, they're, they're creating a structure, they're creating an environment for our kids to come in and be successful. Um, they're working extremely hard. Our kids are, are in the weight room at least two, three times a week, even in the off season. Um, our, our coaches are doing things outside of Canon to get our kids involved, whether it be travel or, or, or club uh, lacrosse or soccer, um, um, basketball camps. Um, so just the culture that, our, that our, our coaches are creating for our kids to buy in and give them opportunity, not just in their season, but in their offseason, has been amazing. So um, it, it, it's, it's no question why our teams are so successful. It's no question why our teams are winning championships. Yeah, Coach, I think it's awesome to uh, get your perspective, a new, fresh perspective. As Northrop just mentioned, like, 20, what, 22 years? Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, I've got 15 plus, too. And I've, I've, I've 37 between the two of us. I know, and, and we've seen it. We lived. There was a time where we moved into division, new conference, and it was like, why are we here? We shouldn't be playing in this division. But he has his, like, Isaiah doesn't have that perspective. What he sees is where we thought we could go. Right. So it's reassuring. It's really cool for us to hear that coming from you, man. So thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna to toss it back to Ike over here. I want to. I think people want to know where you're from, man. What's your story? How'd you land here um, in Concord at Cannon School? Your running background, maybe. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, certainly. So uh, I went to college at Augustana University in South Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, so quite a quite a shock moving down to North Carolina. Um, after I got done with college, I definitely needed to get that big boy job. So I got employed uh, through Wells Fargo and um, was there I've been there for up to up to this point as well um, I got to the point where you know as you're going and thinking about your career in life and where you want to be in the future you gotta gotta make uh, big strides big leaps of faith and kind of you know go with it and trust your gut sometimes so uh, I started branching out doing some research in uh, different areas and uh, the Charlotte area definitely did appeal to me uh, so I decided to come down check it out also Tempe Arizona as well 
um, you know, different, very, very different ways of living and culture as we do talk about as well. Um, so, you know, did all my research, was content with either one. I flipped the coin and I am here to talk on this podcast today. <laughs> it's interesting because in your sport, they don't flip a coin. That is and, correct. And you won the coin toss. You landed in Charlotte. We love it. One of the first things that I, I knew about Coach Ike, obviously he coached Claire last year on the middle school cross-country team, and kind of one of my first impressions of him was that Claire was doing this independent meet, um, you know, just kind of out there running on a weekend on her own, you know, and I'm like, girl, you're crazy, like, because she, she's just running for the sake of running, and I only run when someone's chasing me, and, um, you know, so I hear that she's going out on a Saturday, and I'm like, you know, okay, what's happening down there? She's like, oh, yeah, Coach Ike's here, and it was just this independent meet that Coach Ike decided to, to come down and support this middle school runner. Um, and that means the world to me as a parent. It means the world to me as a, as a colleague of his, as a coach. And, um, you know, that goes back to what you were saying, Isaiah, about commitment. Like these coaches that you're getting to know are uh, relentlessly committed to the process. You know, we, we've said that before. Um, so it's, it's, it's just kind of fun to get to know you over the last couple of years and kind of fun for you to, you know, be working with these varsity kids. So on that note, who are these runners that you've got that are just making some waves in the on the course on the trail yeah so uh with the two meets that we've had under a belt you know you can't necessarily tell who's going to be just a breakaway star right off the bat there are definitely some established names uh one of those is uh alexander friedley um junior right now he's uh smashed his pr personal record in um the 5k race on last tuesday's race and again considering how hot it was it was mcalpine just super it's hot. A hard course. It's too. a very hard course. He got a giant hill in it and everything, and he just went out there and just got after it. So we're really, really looking forward to what he's going to do for our guys team uh, this season and seeing if we can maybe even get that time down even lower when it comes championship season. On the girls' side, we got a transfer student from Woodlawn. Uh, her name is Elise Renholt, and she is our top girls runner. She is a freshman, and she has just been smashing times as well. Uh, we had a meet, our first meet at Metrolina Academy, and she did end up running a 20-minute 17, um, 5K as well too, which was blown. We were blown away. Uh, that was a top 10 placement for her. And then even looking back at our McAlpine meet, she ended up winning that race right out and i was there on the finish like stretch there cheering around she's just running running nobody's remotely near 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 her to kind of edge her out to that finish so she won a clean finish uncontested pretty much so it was really good to see that so i gotta say that the calamari just landed here from the pub and jordan and they take such good care of us here and the calamari and the italian nachos are on their way so thank you so much to the pub for sponsoring this podcast and and being a part of it so let me get your isaiah let me tell you get your first impressions of the calamari hey the calamari is on point hey if you if you find yourself by afton pub and pizza stop <laughs> on by get you get you a plate of this calamari because it's hitting right now it's on point guys awesome <laughs> so coach ike um i i had been speaking to a few people on campus they're talking about the youngsters in this cross-country lineup can you tell us a little bit about that specifically on the the ladies side Ah, uh, yeah, so are we talking still varsity or yeah. basketball? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the interesting thing about this team is uh, these young upcoming freshmen, uh, they were people I coached in the middle school program, so you kind of get that appreciation to see where they're going through in this journey. Now, um, lost my train of thought there just a sec. Um, yeah. We got uh, three uh, freshman girls that I coached, uh, be Annabelle Eaton, Lauren Johnson, and... 
Bella Chimbaprabra, which I'm probably mispronouncing as well. You did a fantastic job. We'll, we'll ask you to spell it later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I coach them in uh, cross country and track, and they've really adapted because one of the biggest things, I think, uh, from going to the middle school to varsity is the jump up from a 3K to a 5K, which it's it, it's a lot of work. It's, uh, you know, you need to be mentally tough, and the thing is you got to be able to put in the work over the off season to get to that shape where you can run it. And they have just amazed me incredibly on how well that they have been able to adapt. And they are definitely placing in our top seven at this current juncture in our team as well too. Uh, so it's really good to see that. That's amazing. And to, you were speaking about that mental game, right? Going from that three to five, going from, now you have to work a little bit harder in the off season. So coach, what is your mental game? How do you present your mental game to your athletes and maybe specifically the younger athletes who probably haven't maybe thought about it so much. Uh, yeah, so definitely being in shape, being fast, all these physical attributes, you can prepare for that to the best of your abilities. Uh, what I like to say a lot of endurance running is a majority mental because there will be times when you're in a race, you might want to shut down, you might want to put on the brakes, you might, you know, just, you just feel gas and you're telling yourself these things, I can't go anymore. Maybe I'm content with, you know, getting fifth place or something when I can be realistically winning this race. It's about how you kind of try to mentally overcome these barriers that you have, either with yourself, with like your team or anything like that. So uh, one of the good practices that we've started doing uh, right before our practice is kind of taking this kind of reflective two minutes period of time before we start our practices. We are basically sitting down, not talking to anybody, we're not even on our phones, it's just two minutes of absolute silence where you can take all this stuff that's, you know, might have been bugging you throughout the day. Maybe I had a bad day in class or, you know, I'm freaking about a college application or something. You know, we allow that two minutes time to kind of disconnect where we can kind of bring the focus into what we're here to accomplish at today's practice or in today's meet and kind of, you know, I've noticed a lot with this team as well, you know, just having an open forum, talking about how we feel about our, ourselves, like in the races with the team, having these team conversations to kind of build that sense of unity. Um, and then, you know, just because somebody says something over there, you'd be like, oh, maybe I have that same thought, but I just never said it before. So it, I think it's good just for team morale and everything. And if the team morale and mentality is stronger than individual athletes themselves can be lifted by that exactly yeah and is that a new practice for this program that yeah we just implemented it this season uh nice. coach beep uh decided you know we should definitely try to do more better things you've uh, already seen yeah. results from that exactly Amazing. so we're excited to see you know what more can come out of the program and such cool and what i love about that and it's something that we talk a lot about in our coaching circles is you know, what we're trying to teach these kids is so much bigger than how to run on a trail or how to, you know, throw a ball or how to swim across a pool, like how to, you know, stop a goal. Like it's it's about those mindful things. And, you know, you were talking about you you work for Wells Fargo and you, you came down here. Like those are skills that are just essential in today's workplace, like or in college before you go take a test or whatever. And I'm going to lose my train of thought because here come the nachos. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have to put popping pizza nachos i needed to talk man that looks good so um but yeah those practices are just so essential in the grand scheme of things and not just in cross country so that's that's really cool so 
I'm going to switch back to you because we heard his story, which is fascinating. Yep. But we're Jersey talking, boy, but, yeah, Jersey boy Jersey. coming down here. So talk a little bit about your background, and then I've got I've got a follow up question um, to go along with kind of your transition from Jersey down to North Carolina. Cool, cool, absolutely. Uh, again, yeah, guys. So I'm from New Jersey, um, born and raised um, from a small town called Lawrence, New Jersey, smack dab in the middle of Trenton and Princeton, New Jersey. Um, you know, my entire family siblings aunties uncles cousins mom pop everybody everyone is from new jersey um and i never you know i grew up never thinking i was gonna move away from home or anything like that but long behold i i learned about the carolina panthers when i was in middle school and fell in love with them they went to the super bowl jake dell Holmes, steve uh, uh stephen davis to sean foster i can go down the list of names and um it, it kind of just attracted me at that point um just their their, their colors and and uh you know just their pedigree and at that point i was like hey i'm gonna make it down to charlotte north carolina one day and i'm gonna i'm gonna live down there i'm gonna give me some season tickets for my family for my young man and look look where i'm at right now so so uh got a job here at cannon and um it's it's been it's been great ever since um i haven't yet got the season tickets yet but we're gonna get to that point <laughs> a guy named Brad Hoover. Does that name mean anything to you? Brad Hoover definitely rings some bells. I heard about his his history here at Cannon uh, too. So legend. Yeah, I wish I came in during that time. I got to tell you real quick. We were walking down the hall together, and we made eye contact, and he got into this like three point stance, up, like looking at me in the hallway. And I seriously, I almost crawled up into the fetal position because <laughs> I was scared he was going to hit me. I was just not excited Brad, about Brad Hoover coming down the hallway. I mean, no, he's a big not boy. Be. Yeah. We're not be excited at all about Brad Hoover coming to hit me. <laughs> and just a super fun guy to yeah. have around campus for I a bet. while. So, um, And there's a few of those guys, like Musin Muhammad is a Christian guy. Um, he's he's in the um, kind of around time. Yeah, yeah there's a, yep. a few of those Panthers that are kind of in our, in our circles. Mare, uh just had a, got, uh, got a good chance to meet him during a football season or in the spring, uh, during spring ball, and he's our kicker. Well, was a Carolina picker, but Carolina Panthers kicker, but he's our uh, uh, special teams coach here at Cannon. So really cool to get to meet him. You're learning from the best when you're learning from Orlando Mare. That's, that's right. That's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. All right. So now you're coming down from Jersey to North Carolina. Kind of cool story about you getting down here. What are the things that you're seeing that Cannon? And I think you've already answered this. So if you don't want to spend a ton, a ton yeah. of time on that, that's fine. But because you've talked about some things that Cannon's doing really well, but if you want to go back into that, that's great. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the things that you see on the Cannon campus that you're like, there's some opportunities for growth here? Because you know we've been here for 20 years, 37 years between the podcast hosts. Um, we know we're not perfect. You're like, yeah, we're starting to win a lot of championships, and we do do things very well. But we have so far to go, sure. and um, if we ever stop trying to be those learners and those thinkers and trying to get better, then that's where our program's going to fall on its face. So sure. um, what are the things that you're seeing as you come down here that we do well and maybe some opportunities for us where we could get better and some of the things that you as an assistant athletic director are going to focus on? Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, off the top of my head, what I can think about what we do really well down here is I, I think we just got a really strong community. Um, the the buy-in that I see from our parents um, I just had a, a few interactions with them in the last couple uh, weeks and days, and their their not only commitment, but their um, their just effort, their their intensity, their charisma around the athletic pro program right now has been top notch. Um, the Cougar Club does a heck of a job, just you know supplying folks or, or you know bringing folks in to be supportive on game days, uh, running the indoor concession stand day in and day out, week week after week. 
Um, so just the, the the strength of our community has been amazing. Um, the welcome that I've gotten here at Canon has been awesome. Um, everyone has, you know, came up to me, introduced themselves, you know, hey, welcome. However, I can help you. It's just been awesome. Um, so I, I think everyone here just wants to have a strong community, a strong sense of community um, and make people feel welcome, make people make make people feel warm. Um, and then, you know, what could we get better at? You know, I think there's always things that we can get better at. Right. Nobody's ever perfect. No program. No, n- nothing's ever perfect. Um you know, what could we get better at? Uh, you know, I don't know, reading our emails. I don't know what it could be. Right. I, 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 I'm just taking a wild guess here. But, um, you know, for the most part, I haven't had any any negative interactions, anything like that. It's kind of, you know, made me head scratch or anything. So things well, been good. And you're at a prime place now, too, with some plans on campus mm-hmm. to blow a few things up. Right. And, yeah. and some new facilities, perhaps. That's right. And then, you know, to have your your input in that, that's going to be fun times. That's right. And, that, and that's probably one of the cooler parts about my job. Um, you know, I am an assistant athletic director, but, you know, no, uh, no one's opinion at the schools, from what I can tell, falls on deaf ears. So have the opportunity to kind of chime in and, 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 and throw your input into the into the mix has been has been awesome. I, again, it makes me just feel welcomed and uh, my, you know, my time here has been amazing because of it. What's so neat, Jeremy, and it's kind of be a, a theme of this podcast has been kind of new faces, um, you know, on on solid ground, you know, and these guys are bringing a brand new, fresh perspective um, to what we've been doing for a long time and making our making our programs better. Absolutely. Which is, which is really cool. Um, so is there anything I guess I'll close with this, anything that you guys are really looking forward to this year? And it, I don't care if it's, you know, the Panthers finally making the playoffs after about two decades or, um, you know, is it is it track season? Is it, you know, what is it that you guys are just kind of got circled on your calendar that this is this is what I'm really looking forward to this year? Um, that's a good question, Lee. Um, that's a really good question. What am I looking for? Honestly, I'm just I'm looking I'm looking forward to my first full year. Um, you know, I came in halfway through the springtime and uh, I, I didn't get a, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a amazing or great transition. Um, I, I hit the ground running. Uh, I had to learn on the go and then boom, before you know, a graduation. So coming into this springtime, um, I'm looking forward to just building relationships with the students even more. Uh, looking looking forward to getting to know the staff and faculty even more. Um, and, and just just growing in this role, growing in this job, and, and you know being helpful, being supportive to the community. That, those are my goals. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome, Coach yeah. Ike. You got anything? Ah, uh, yeah. I'd say um, honestly, you know, programs are built on a very strong foundation that lasts throughout the years and everything. You know, I want to definitely be one of those guys that helps contribute to that image of a strong program, a strong culture all these other great things that we talk about you know so if i can look back a year from now and say you know what have i done significantly and then then i'll know but you know and today starts now essentially is how i see it that's awesome jeremy anything you're looking forward to uh ravenscroft tomorrow night yeah it's gonna yeah. be exciting 7 p.m let's do it and it, speaking of which, our second part of the program tonight, we've got, you know, we've got our two. We've got Bolton and Fox coming at you live next up. So the second half of the podcast will be Coach Bolton and Fox breaking down the offense, breaking down the defense, what they learned last week with the Cabrera Stallions and what they're looking at tomorrow night on Friday night. So, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the program tonight. Yes, sir. Go Cougars. Exactly. And, uh, Jeremy, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a ton of fun. Um, we'll see you guys next time on Coach's Corner. Thank you.
Hello, Cougar fans, and welcome to the episode three of Coach's Corner. I have the privilege and the honor of being joined here by coaches Jamie Bolton and Kevin Fox. Coaches, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So, kind of a, a steamroll of a win last Friday night, um, but we're not going to just glaze over that one. We're going we're gonna to talk about it, coaches, because I know you guys have a lot to take away, and you guys don't ever go through the motions. You guys are always learning and um, analyzing and figuring out what you can do better, and I know even with a 55 to nothing game, there's some things that you're taking away that you think you did well, some things that you think you could learn from. So, um, give me kind of what were you thinking as that first quarter unfolded, and you guys knew that the game was in hand, but then all of a sudden you went into kind of a teaching mode of how can you use this opportunity to get better? Yeah, uh, the game started out uh, with uh, a interception for a touchdown by Mason Merzwa. and um, one of many. One, yeah, and then the 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 next series ended with a interception touchdown by Mason Merzwa. So we had two to start off the game, and then um, then we had a, a fumble recovery. We ended up scoring on that drive, and then we had an interception, a third interception in the first quarter. And we ended up scoring, and then the game was, like you said, in hand. Um, but you know, anytime you play a game like that, the biggest uh, I guess worry is that you're going to come out flat, and we certainly did not do that. Our kids were uh, juiced up, and uh, thanks to the crowd and and, uh, and the community that showed up, so we were ready to play and kind of put it on them. But the the learning thing there is, you know, we don't, we always treat every opponent the same because it's about us and it's about you know playing to our standard, no matter who we're playing. And um, and so we came out and we did that for the most part. We ran 11 plays on offense in the first half. We wanted to get some of the younger guys in. Um, but when you when you play two quarters and your offensive players that you've been trying to improve on some things since week one, you, you got to have more than eleven plays. And then we come out and um, and they onside kicked it and they got it. That was and a so that, that stole stole another possession from us. And then we only ran one play in the fourth quarter on offense. So it's tough to get everybody in. We certainly wanted to do that. Uh, everybody did get in the game, but um, it just wasn't not a lot of plays. We ended up only having sixteen offensive snaps. In the entire game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I would not have. I would not have guessed that. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, incredible. Awesome. So, um, Coach Fox, there to be from the critical eye up in the CSPN booth, it did seem like you hit a little bit of a rut, kind of midway through the second quarter, and either that was by design from the coaching staff, or there were some things that just weren't didn't have good flow. What was happening there, and how do you make sure that that doesn't happen again during a, a better opponent, which is going to be Ravenscroft tomorrow night? Well, I think one of the things that that helped, that kind of hurt us uh, in the second quarter was just we just couldn't get in a groove. We were, I mean, we would literally have two plays and score, and then the defense would be back out in the field for an extended period of time, and then we would get the ball back and we would go two or three plays and score. So um, it's just really tough to get in a you know um, just a routine with with the guys. You know, when you're one playing out, one playing out. So I guess one, the one of the things that we've been stressing in practice this week is just. You know, staying focused, being uh, consistent with everything, regardless of what happens, taking care and doing your job, and then uh, things things will fall in place. And you know, just you know, keep going and you know, stay focused on the game. Don't don't get distracted by you know some the out, the outside things that were happening, especially for our offensive guys, because you know, with the receivers and the quarterback, you know, it's, it's easy to get complacent when you're not playing a lot. So they just have to really be focused on doing those mental reps when they're not playing. All right, so the next direction, it's, you might be like, what's he talking about here? But I want to talk about conditioning a little bit. Um, and it was a real concern of mine. 
because the freshman boys were not able to do 35 push-ups. And so how do you guys as a, as a program make sure that these freshmen that are up in the stands when we got to do the push-ups for the points, how do we get these boys and girls better equipped to be able, when you guys get on these high rolling games, how do we get them better to do these push-ups? How, how does that work? And I'm kidding, you don't need to answer that question. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. <laughs> All right, so um, we talked about some of the goods, some of the bads. Um, obviously, some of the good was Mason Mirazwa played lights out on defense. He could have had a third interception um, later in that third quarter, which would have been fun. And I think he was looking end zone before he caught the ball. But um, that was that was a good stuff. So how do you use those lessons to prepare for Ravenscroft tomorrow? And what are those boys going to bring to the table? Yes, yeah, a completely different game. Um, Ravenscroft is uh, they have a lot of seniors coming back. Um, they have big, two big running backs, quarterbacks back, um, several defensive linemen, and DBs are back. And so, taking what we did last week, we we, we do try to build on that. I think it gave us some confidence in the secondary on defense that um, what we we're doing is working. Like you mentioned. Uh, in the second quarter where they had two sustained drives. It seemed like they, they I think they converted three third downs on us. Uh, we had to make some adjustments at halftime, which is good. That's normal football. They're a varsity team too. And, uh, you know, we beat those guys 55 to nothing. They had some good players. You know, two, eight, four was really good. And um, and they were able to, you know, complete the ball. You know, they're not uh, inept. You know, they're not uh, a team that just can't go out there and complete. And so, and so we were able to make some adjustments. And, and so, um, and so that, that's a good learning for us and I think we'll have to probably do that this week too you always have to make adjustments in the game based on your original game plan so hopefully we can take that in as a learning experience of you know maybe we have to make some adjustments moving forward sure what I was really impressed with the Stallions was their backup quarterback coming Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. it seemed like he was just able to pick up the pieces right away and just get right back into that flow and when he got in they started doing those sustained drives that you were talking about and really completing the ball and being able to find those holes in your secondary which was which was good and it was good for us I mean the coverage we were running you know they were they were running concepts that attacked that coverage and uh, we were able to come in and and, uh, hold them out uh, a few times from scoring and our defense did a good job stepping up and making adjustments so those are all really good things that you want early in the season um, because we'll have to have those uh, down the road cool so we got two different programs is it going to be tomorrow night or are we focusing on the will jones show or are we focusing on the uh, frisbee catching dogs of max riley and gavin powell and, and those guys i mean or is it a, a combination of both or are you just going to see what ravenscroft brings what do you think i think better? it's up to ravenscroft you know the last year we we played them in the first uh, our first game last year which was week three and um and so they came out and uh, uh Three three stack defense, a lot of pressure, one high, and then they came back in the playoffs, and they were in a four man front, and um, and ran some more two high. So I think they're going to try to balance that too. They know that they have to deal with both our run game and pass game, and so every week is kind of like that. We we may, you know, have to do both, and but it's ultimately ultimately up to them on, on what they're going to try to stop, and we're going to have to have answers to for both of those. And Coach Fox, you can kind of comment on that too. Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly what Coach is saying. It's just you have to look at what they're giving us. And, you know, the first drive when we come out, you know, just identifying what they're doing and then, you know, attacking those pieces and just being flexible enough to where we can make the adjustments uh, right away. And one of the things that we do a really good job of is uh, identifying what they're what they're giving us. And then at, at halftime we make make those adjustments and uh, we're pretty successful after, after halftime and uh, – and being able to, you know, go after them. 
So what's the vibe in the locker room? We got a Friday night and we got a long weekend. And I know sometimes these are kind of, you know, hard games to get ready for as coaches because kids might have that, you know, their lake plans or, you know, thinking about the jet ski that they're going to get on the next morning. But um, Jamie's shaking his head like, nope, uh, no, no, no short weekends for football season. No, we're, practice. we're practice on Monday. We'll have media day on Monday. So our, our coach and staff will meet on Monday. While everybody else is uh, enjoying the lake and the, and, the, and the jet skis will be, will be grinding for PD and, um, and hopefully we'll be three and zero going into that game. But no, our you know our kids stay locked in. They know it's football season. That's an expectation we have here. Uh, just like every other football team in the state, they all practice on Monday, and um, I've always practiced on Monday since we've 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 been playing football. So if we ever get school to be pushed back <laughs> uh, past Labor Day, I'm I'm totally for it. Or football season to be pushed back beyond Labor Day, I'd be grateful for that. But until then. No, no jet skis on Monday. At least not, not in the afternoon. <laughs> that, that's okay. You know, I, I'm I'm not very busy on Mondays. I guess. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I saw um, that I really liked on the sidelines was all the smiles. I think that those kids are really playing with a lot of confidence right now. They've had two games that they've they've won. You know, I want to say easily, but I know they haven't been easily won games, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like the score at the end of the game has been something that they've walked away from with a lot of confidence. Um, but one of the things that we get to see from the CSPN booth is those boys have smiles on their faces mm -hmm. and they're excited um, about what they're doing. Um, which is which is cool to watch and how did it feel like just that hometown crowd? I guess we can kind of leave with that one because you know They're gonna be coming out even in fuller force tomorrow night Yeah, Thursday before the varsity game we had the JV game and I'm looking out there I'm like man, this is we got several hundred people here and 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 the the JV game that came and played us their JV team that came and played us they had um, They had a bunch of fans too. So um, I had a parent text me and say we we have more fans here in the JV game than we did, you know, several years ago for a varsity game. So it made me feel really good that our community is really supportive. They're having a good time with it. Um, and so we're trying to create that environment that everybody in Cannon can enjoy. And then Friday night we looked up there and it, was, it felt like a playoff game. Yeah, and uh, it, was exciting. it was really loud, um, exciting. And so it was just really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, and it's really difficult to come out of the box and walk down to the field at halftime and uh, have to weave my way through people, and it's, uh, it's a good problem to have. It's, Absolutely. It's fun. I can't wait for the crowd tomorrow night. I can't wait to uh, see if those freshman boys are ready to do some more push-ups. we got to figure out whether that's going to happen. And um, I just wish you guys the best of luck um, tomorrow night. It's, it's great that you guys are at home for this kind of first, first real big one, so it's going to be fun. We really appreciate you guys having us. Awesome. Yep, thank you. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you.